The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody, and welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. You know, we are already three weeks into year number six on this show. Wow. I'm, I shouldn't be amazed, right? I should just take it for granted. Well, it's a real, <laughs> it's a real blessing, isn't it, to be able to continue to do this? Well, you know, uh, I, I want to say this. Uh, we do it periodically, but I want to say thank you to all of you listening out there. Um, we... We know some of you are in the far corners of the earth, sometimes very alone where you are, but I want you to know that you're not alone. You know, we're there, we're here, we're all together, we're brothers and sisters on the path, and the thing that kind of glues us together is the light. And you're probably familiar with our program enough to know that light is a central topic. We talk about light in various forms all the time, and today is no exception. It is a precious gift, and just because we have the light doesn't mean we're automatically going to keep it. I think it's just a good reminder. Well, it's light that keeps us going. It's the threefold flame within our hearts that, yep. that beats, that gives us the animation. It's the power of God, the light of God that descends into our temple from our I Am presence. We would be uh, just dust on the ground without that light and without that animation. So we take it for granted, and God is gracious in giving it to us, <coughs> but we need to acknowledge how vital it is in our life and how we need to honor it. Because if we want more light, then we must honor that which we have. And Having the light within also is, there's an obligation to this because our light animates us. So every thought, word, and deed is something that we use to basically create as God creates. You know, it's interesting when Jesus talked about the whited sepulchers, you know, it was people without light, people that have rebelled against God, the fallen angels, and therefore they had no light within them. And it's interesting, isn't it? He could see that. Not all of us can tell that exactly, but there's a big difference between people with light and those without and you can kind of see it. You know, there's a sense in, in the soul, in the solar plexus, in, 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 where you meet someone and you, or you look at someone and, you, and, and they're smiling and everything, but there's, there's well, nobody, nobody home. Right. Nobody home. <laughs> yeah. And by the same token, we, we recognize the light in people very clearly. We yeah. do an auric read. You know, we, we, whoever we meet, we can generally tell. And oftentimes I'll hear myself saying, well, that person has a lot of light. You can just see it. Yeah, it's, you they're glowing. Feel it, you yeah. can feel it. Yeah. And it's very substantial. Well, we talk about light from the standpoint of a gift, and it is a gift. It is a gift that we all receive, and it is a gift that we all have the obligation, if you will, to use properly. And we talk about this many times, about being a co-creator with God carries with it an awesome responsibility to create properly and correctly, because voila, we don't, we get negative karma. Yeah, and I, I think it's you know people that don't understand that we are 
uh, you know, the light we receive, the life that we have is a gift from God. And yes, God gives us free will, but it's free will, hopefully, to choose God's will. And so people want light because it makes them feel good. It keeps them healthy. Lets, you know, everything is wonderful when you have the light of God. But if we misuse that light, then we'll lose it, number one, and we won't get as much in the future. But, you know, uh, you know, Jesus says, you know, make, those are, or, or the Bible says those are, you know, trustworthy over little things. We'll, we'll make them power over a lot. In other words, mm-hmm. the more trustworthy you are, the more light you get. And the more you honor the light, the more you give it. Comes with more responsibility, but also the joy of the light of God. What the light in our temple? What does it bring? It can bring joy because it's the presence of God. Well, and the light that we receive, we are constantly um, being asked to use it properly. You know, these we've talked about initiations and tests in the past, and this comes with the territory. We are tested to see how well we are being stewards of the light. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and well, I'm thinking uh, just as a sidebar here. I, I watched a program on uh, PBS about uh, Albert Einstein, and the the bottom line was that everything is from light. You know, mm-hmm. you got mass, and you got energy, and you got all these different things that they were studying in his time. But the bottom line was it all comes from light. So light actually has substance. Yeah. I mean, we don't think of it as having substance, but it has substance, and what it does is it just slows down. To make us, our atom well, cells the, and electrons. The, the physical universe is composed of the light of God. Yeah. Taking, yeah. taking a particular form. Yeah. It's amazing to think about it. The, um, uh, you mentioned as a sidebar, the, you know, uh, Einstein. I saw a program not long ago where these uh, uh, physics uh, professors, I mean, these guys were like brainiacs, <laughs> were, were talking about the subatomic particles and the beauty and the serendipity that they experienced in watching these things do things that they had no way of explaining. And they said, this is the closest, I, one guy said, this is the closest I think I've ever, ever come to God. Yeah. Oh, he didn't realize how yeah. appropriate that comment really was because he was, he was actually looking at a manifestation of God at a very essential level. And, and that was fun. And, yeah. and, and not only is it, when we talk about the universe and so forth, obviously, uh, you know, part of the whole equation, but right where we are today in our physical bodies, and our living, our breathing, our thinking, that light animates us. And obviously, it's the key to eternal life. When we can come one with that light of our I am presence, Holy Christ self, we make our ascension, we gain eternal life. And so what we're here on earth to do is to learn to become masters of that light, to use it properly, to balance those mistakes and errors that we made where we have misused it, because that's the law, it's the law of karma, and then we're free to move on. And I love the sense of light as being light. Yep. You know, it, it goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. off into the air. It goes off into a higher vibration. And, of course, that's where we're going. But it's very practical. The understanding of the use of light in our daily lives is the most practical thing you can learn on this planet. Yeah. Because it's so key to who we are and where we're going and what we do with it. And if people have that sense how precious this light is and how precious life is, then they'll do things differently. They'll live differently. They'll honor that light. They won't squander it on on things that that are obviously you know not we know things that aren't right um we don't have to have anybody tell us we, we know in our sense what is right. what the right use of energy and what isn't and so when we honor that light we honor god and we misuse that light obviously we're not honoring god and we've all misused light um probably this morning as a matter of fact but in any case you know we try to make amends try to do the right thing but we can balance that karma so don't get under any weight of condemnation but say now i have an understanding of light within my heart it is the presence of god it animates my being i'm going to make right choices and use this energy and this light and i'm not going to squander it in things that i know are not right 
Well, as you're fond of saying, when we know better, we'll do better. Absolutely. You know, you also mentioned something a moment or two ago about the blighted or whited sepulchers. And we have talked about this subject many times, but as we talk about the precious nature of this gift of light that we have that animates us, we have to remember that there are those who covet that light, those who have none of their own, who want ours desperately, and would like nothing better than to take it from us if they can. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Well, I think we have to understand why they don't have light. And of course, we're talking primarily about the fallen angels Mm -hmm. right now. Lucifer was an extremely high archangel. I mean, he was close to God. So you can imagine the light that he contained. In fact, I think Lucifer means son of light. Um, And so he had a tremendous amount of light. When he rebelled because of his pride and he was cast out of heaven, he took all that light with him. But what happens is it's like a spitting top. It starts to slow down. And so all the fallen angels, they had the light and the attainment they had. But as they misuse that energy, they're losing it continually. And if they can't get it from God, they have to get it from someplace else. Where do they get it? They steal it from the sons and daughters of God. How do they steal it? They trick them into yeah. to, to people losing their light and giving it to them. And there are a multitude of ways that they, that they can get your light. Yeah. And so that's why we guard the light. And if I can just put it in here, that's why we do our calls to Archangel Michael for protection every day that someone can't take this light of God unwittingly from us. You know, we're not aware of it. We do what's called a tube of light, which is a shield of light around us so that the, the fallen angels and the powers that, of darkness cannot garner that light from us um, without our knowledge because they will do that. They'll drain it out of the force field through alcohol, through nicotine, through marijuana, through rock music. I mean, all the things that are quote-unquote acceptable in the world are actually ways that the fallen angels have of drawing light from the light bearers. Well, and we also should mention terror, war, anger, you know, all the ways in which we we let these little bursts of light go, and they're right there to siphon it off. Yeah. It's pretty scary. And that's, you know, if you wonder why evil continues on this planet, one of the reasons is the fallen angels are still able to garner light from the light bearers, since they can't get it from God. And so that's why... You know, we do the best we can. We all make mistakes. We're not perfect (laughs) people, obviously. But there are some pretty fundamental things we can change in our lives that can make all the difference, not only for us personally, but in terms of preserving this life for God's purposes and not the fallen angels. You know, we say at the top of every show that we here at the Summit Lighthouse, we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And one of the ways in which we practice, which I'm sure everybody who's listened to us at any length knows, we talk about decrees, a regular practice and a very uh, regular matrix of protection decrees, of light expansion decrees, of basically decrees to protect us, to help us and allow us to pass our tests. I mean, we use the light practically and productively every day. Yeah, and I think it's not only that, but we've, of course, had these shows on the violet flame, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, I made all these mistakes in previous lifetimes, you know, in ignorance, a lot of them perhaps. What do I do about it? Well, you can balance it with the violet flame. So there's an equation here. You know, they, the masters have a term, they say light is the alchemical key. And what that means is it brings change. And it's the alchemy not only of your personal path and your personal ascension, but of balancing your karma and changing the equation on this planet. There's an equation of light and darkness on this planet. When the darkness becomes greater than the light, we have cataclysm or terrible things that descend, including this, you know, these recent terror attacks. There wasn't enough light to prevent those attacks. And so it is an equation on planet Earth. So the more light we can hold and garner, hopefully we can tip the scales where the light is greater than the darkness and these, you know, terrible things cannot happen. Well, we know what we have to do. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and that violet flame will do it. I mean, when you think about now, Jesus was teaching the violet flame. Those are some of the the, the lost teachings. Mm-hmm. But um, so by by uh, putting the violet flame on all the negativity that's in your world, the stuff you even have brought in from previous lifetimes, then then you get rid of all of the weights, and you you do you rise up. You feel lighter, you, and you can do more for your family, for God, and for your community. Yeah, and you know there's there's a component of this too, which we've called enlightened self interest. It's okay to pray for your own salvation, but you also want to recognize that the world needs the prayers, needs the work, needs the, the decree work that we can do help balance this karma on a planetary scale. And, and I think we have to understand too. There's no God has no shortage of light. Okay, but because <laughs> of the law of octaves. We must call forth that light. He's given us dominion over this world, this physical world. So we must invoke that light, not only in our own lives, but on the planet, and pray for the protection of that light. Obviously, God doesn't want his light to go to the fallen angels. So it's all an equation of light and darkness on this planet. And as we, it, this is an equation within our, within our body, mm-hmm. within our four mm-hmm. lower bodies. It's an equation of light and darkness. So more light that can be protected will not only tip the scales in your life, but on this planet. So that's why we have hope. In spite of all the darkness on this planet, the light is greater. And, you know, the light displaces the darkness. The darkness is no more where there is light. And so it's a lot of encouragement if you want to see a change on this planet. And and there's really no battle. I mean, it's like the the light switch on the wall here. You know, when it's dark, you flip the switch, and all of a sudden, I mean, it doesn't, there's no problem. It's just, there's light. (laughs) Well, on that note, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll listen to a, a brief but powerful dictation from the Maha Chohan on guarding this precious gift of light. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. 
For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today we're talking about big surprise light <laughs> and the fact that it's the most precious gift from God and that sometime, somewhere, each individual must decide to become to be the fullness of Almighty God. And this is the message from the Holy Spirit, the Mahachohan, for you today. Please listen. It was not so long ago that I walked the earth, though it must seem no peril could have ever touched the peril of this day, I assure you that in our locale and in our proximity to fallen ones, we have indeed experienced life-threatening situations that could terrorize an entire town or city. Blessed ones, the choices were the same as they are today. Sometimes, somewhere, each individual must decide to be and to be the fullness of Almighty God. It is the half-baked decision that causes delay, setback, and ignorance. The wheels of the chakras must spin. Let them spin and know how scientific was the devotional exercise given to you this evening. It is not as simple as it seems, beloved. For the release of our light does go on throughout the service. And this is the meaning of the mantle of the messenger of the great white brotherhood. This is the one we have sent for the transmission of our auras. Even my aura could not be physical to you without passing through the mantle upon the messenger. Thus a mediator is needed until you are become as I am. And this can truly be as swift as the eagle flies to the heart of the mountain. Let the snows melt upon you. Let them bear unto you, beloved, great crystal fire locked in nature. I speak of a spiritual snow, beloved. I speak of etheric octaves. I speak of streams that proceed out of the mountain of God and apparently to human eye simply come tumbling down the mountains as though from some subterranean source. There are so many miracles in the earth, beloved. But the bent of the scientific mind cannot conceive. But the world that is invisible, 
is more real, more tangible, because it is more fiery. Thus the half-baked decision, I would speak of it, for you see, to carry out the act of being, you must have momentum. Momentum is a certain fiery upward sweep that does not slow down, even in sleep. Blessed ones, you must have momentum of the Holy Spirit to attain the kingdom of God here and now. And by God, I tell you, you have never needed that kingdom more here on earth in your heart and soul and chakras than you do in this very hour and in the remainder of the hours of your life. Trust me that I know, for I will paint no dire foreboding, but only come with a full mantle and authority of my office to tell you that now is the hour to take the gift of the lords of the seven rays to truly seek the nine gifts for these cities these powers can be yours lawfully by initiation seek them then and know soon you will understand that nothing else in this world has value or is worth keeping. Soon you will know that it is by God and God alone that you shall rise, not only in the pyramid of lives but in the resurrection. Let your values be the cherishment of the resurrected Son of God. You can walk the earth in the resurrected state. Has anyone told you this? Death is not the doorway to the resurrection. The resurrection is a state of being, and you may have it by the mantle of your aura and your heart. It is a flame that can burn on, resurrecting, uplifting, life-giving to all who are the worthy ones. For the light is for the light bearer and not the castaway. And when you cast your pearls of light to those fallen ones who have never bent the knee to Christ, it is a permanent loss, beloved, and the increment that is your own is reduced by cosmic law. Some not understanding the price that is paid for the giving from the fount of eternal life to embodied chilas, have thought that they should go forth and simply freely give to any and all of that light that they ought to carefully guard as oil in their lamps, oil in the chakras that must be blazing at the day of the vengeance of our God which simply means the descent of karma. Thus, beloved, you are not initiators. The light that is given to you is for your healing, for the weaving of the deathless solar body, for the sealing of your being unto the hour of your victory. God then may reach many 
through the appointed messenger or the appointed teaching so published or the spoken word whether on audio or videotape every man may receive this of his own free will by opening his heart and soul understand that some of you have not received the increments of light that have come to you through our service in 10,000 years yet still a misunderstanding of cosmic law does not allow you to understand what a treasure it is thus beloved if you are chosen to receive light see that thou dost retain and guard what thou hast received i tell you this because i am your initiator following the lords of the seven rays and i bring the testings of soul of the holy spirit and the holy spirit upon you beloved may seem to you to be almost a scourging almost an unbearable weight and mantle if you should receive it before the time and hour that you have established by dynamic decrees such a wall of protection if you think that there is hatred of christ in the earth beloved know this that the hatred of the holy ghost is even greater therefore beloved many impostors come and discarnate and weeping and wailing entities pretenders impostors of my holy angels they convey not the gifts of light but lesser manifestations to those who are not connoisseurs and have not developed the spiritual senses to know the difference it ought to be easy to understand that some go into the marketplace and know the difference between the real and the counterfeit while others are perfectly satisfied with the baubles and trinkets that pretend to be the jewels of the chakras so it is with the gifts of the spirit beloved be not tempted nor inordinately desire them but fulfill the law of love under the chohans and all these things shall be added unto you have compassion for one another in these hours i say it as it has been said have compassion for one another for many of you have invoked an extraordinary light and then gone off into the midst of the world and become so burdened and troubled as almost to be beside yourselves it is a treacherous time as well as a short time and the treachery is to somehow catch you off guard midst the greatest light and greatest darkness the world has seen and to in that way even by your weariness in service to somehow cause you to trip and fall and not rise again help one another support one another 
Understand yourselves as a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a fraternity of light. Guard the sacredness of each one's integrity. Seek not to gain monetarily from a brother, but rather give and give freely. Understand then that there is something very precious about the union of hearts committed to the law of the one. Every member of this body can be strengthened by this loyalty, preferring one another in love. Blessed ones, there is a common bond midst all those who break the bread of life and know the saints as the great white brotherhood. Oh my, that's quite a rich vein. Yes, it is. Well, nothing else in this life has value and meaning equal to the light of God, so we must preserve and protect this precious gift. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. 
Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us, everyone. You are listening to The Open Door, where today we're talking about light, this precious gift of God that we have every reason to preserve and protect. Now, those of you who listened to the dictation we just heard in the last segment um, probably came across a couple of concepts there that might not be fully familiar. And one of them in particular was the um, concept of the false hierarchy imposters of the ascended masters. And of the Holy Spirit. And of the Holy Spirit. You want to take that one, Sid? Sure. You know, I I can identify with this. I grew up, my family went to a Pentecostal church Mm -hmm. when I was young. And of those of you who are familiar with that, people speak in tongues there, which is, you know, uh, as the Bible talks about them, and so forth, as manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And then someone would get up, if it wasn't in English, and interpret it. And... I think what we need to understand here is that some people genuinely had the Holy Spirit. They did in mm-hmm. that. But there are others that because of inordinate desire for the Holy Spirit, actually were filled with entities and demons that, vo- that voiced so, supposedly the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but weren't actually. And it was interesting that one minister we had there, sometimes he would say during people speaking tongues that that was not from God. You know, he could identify from his perspective, what were the Holy Spirit and what weren't. So, you know, even in, at, at that level, people were aware that there was a difference. So in desiring the Holy Spirit, we have to desire it on God's term and not ours. Because, you know, they pray for you if you get the Holy Spirit. Well, it's not quite that simple. The gift of the Holy <laughs> Spirit is, is a gift, but you have to prepare yourself. Because as the Mahachohan mentioned, there's great opposition to the true Holy Spirit. So you must have a certain amount of light and protection to receive it. So, you know... Pieces of the puzzle start to, to come together when you understand these things. And, you know, the masters will give us light if, if we show we are, we're, we're make good use of it. Well, you know what happens? If they give us light from their own causal bodies and we go out and misuse it, you know what they get? Karma. Mm. Ascended masters can get karma. And I was reading a teaching from Jesus recently and he, where he gave us this tremendous gift of light. And he said, if you misuse this light, then I will get the karma of it. But it's interesting what his karma was. His karma was he couldn't give it to other souls of light and need. So you can see how accountable we become for this light and to use it properly and in honoring that light. So, you know, life is not as simple as it (laughs) looks, nor is it as complicated. If we understand some basic tenets and the flow of light and energy in our body and in our chakras, then we know what to do and what is good and what is not good. Yeah, and I you know, would make this a rhetorical question, but you might ask why are, do the fallen ones impersonate the Holy Spirit or the masters? Why, why, why are there imposters? And you know, the answer would be, of course, because they want to trick us into giving them our light. And so the question of discernment comes up again. We talk about it quite often here, that it is something that you develop over time as your sensitivity becomes deepened. And as you were saying about the Pentecostal church, where the, the pastor might be able to identify the difference between a false expression or a true one. Same thing with us. We have to be able to discern the true light from the impersonated or imposter's light. And that's where you ask your Holy Christ self to your... I am present to give you that guidance. It's interesting, the Mahajan talked about the weeping entities. And I remember that in church. I mean, there'd be these people that supposedly were filled with the Holy Spirit would be sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And I thought, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> you know. So weeping is another way, excessive weeping, mm-hmm. of drawing light from people. So they have a trick to, to fit every situation. And so that's why you know, our solution and God's solution is to be surrounded by light and protection and honoring the light we're given it through right, right living and right action. You know, we have a book. We have many books. <laughs> and if you go to tsl.org, to the bookstore, 
uh, look up, or even you go to Amazon for that matter, strategies of light and darkness. Oh, I was thinking of that in the last segment. That yeah. We want to mention that. It's very interesting because uh, the, the premise that the book is built upon, in part of it at least, is that these are tricks that have been used for millennia, uh, you know, for eons. And they keep using them because they work. And we've been falling for them for millennia, I might <laughs> yes, add. Yes, I mean. Yeah, and they're real simple, actually, when they you are. think about it. Yeah. There's, there's, well, how many of them are there in the book? There I don't know. There's like, like 30 or something. Yeah, they yeah. Would, uh, an apt number for initiations. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good one if you're interested at all in kind of understanding, getting underneath the uh, psychology of the fallen ones to understand their tricks and their, their little plots and plans, strategies of light and darkness. It's a and fascinating you know, book. And very I'm, small. It's not... not Difficult reading at all. Well, another thing I want to mention is that one of the recent Pearls of Wisdom uh, has uh, something in it. As a matter of fact, lists the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I want to go through that and highlight that and put that on a three-by-five in front of me so that I can be more consciously aware of what I need to do to to get these gifts. You know, I mean, Mark Prophet had these gifts as a very young young boy, actually, I think. Well, and I think the Mahachohan suggests that we not covet these gifts. That we, we simply allow ourselves to be initiated to the level, to the extent that we receive them. You know, yes. you know the Pentecostals, of course, believe if you pray, the Holy Spirit will come in, you've suddenly got the nine gifts, you know. But they can come incrementally, too, because which is good, because, you know, you may have a, a, a very special thing that you can do in your life that is the grace of the Holy Spirit, because you've used that properly, honored, and so forth. So it's, it, it may not come all at once, although it may come, but it can come incrementally as well. So it, it's a matter, again, we go back to the equation of light and darkness on the planet and in our bodies, you know, and how we honor the light. We don't covet it, but we, that which God gives us, we use it properly. We give our prayers. We send them forth into the world so that we can, you know, pray for our brothers and sisters around the world that we may never meet physically but need help in prayer. Yeah. You know, again, going back to these terrorist attacks that recently happened when we're recording this show in in Paris. And, you know, how did some people have to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, so to speak? Were they bad people? No, they weren't bad people. But they were lacking a certain attunement and understanding of what's going on at at a very deep level. They probably weren't invoking the light and protection uh, to do that. And so they were vulnerable. And perhaps they had a karmic vulnerability as well. But we can be protected from these things. Our nations can be protected. You know, we can pray for the exposure of any terrorist plots in your nation, wherever you are, before they manifest in the physical. And the masters can bring them to the attention of the proper people to stop them. So you can see how important our daily prayers and calls are, um, not only for ourselves and our families, but for our nation and for the planet. Because um, God will take care of evil. Archangel Michael is more than capable. He kicked the fallen angels out of heaven. He can deal with them quite effectively. <laughs> but we have to make the call and call forth the light so that they can intercede and stop these things from happening because they're not God's will. No, and you know, you bring up a very important point here that uh, kind of easily gets overlooked in the aftermath of a tragedy, like, like a terrorist attack. And that is that during the coverage of that particular event and after the fact, there were a lot of stories about how many plots and plans have been thwarted. The intelligence services don't give you all the information, but they gave quite a bit this time. They said there have been hundreds of potential attacks that have been curtailed because of intelligence, because of various reasons. And this is probably one of them, is that people are out there actively praying for the exposure of these plots and strategies and and et cetera. It's happening. We're actually being successful. The one or two that are, you know, unfortunately hit that occur, not saying there, there's anything good about that at all, but if you look at it from the standpoint of the context of the overall number of 
of plots that have been hatched, and that one succeeds out of 100, pretty good odds. And that one doesn't have to succeed. It doesn't have to. We, we could have no. 100% accuracy, but still I'm saying that we, we, the work that is being done is actually being effective. Yeah. And, and this is why it's so important to do your spiritual work daily. Yes. It's not an occasional thing or a Sunday morning thing if you're a Christian. It's every day of the week. This is why we rise early. We give our calls to Archangel Michael. We invoke the light, the violet flame, because every day is a new cycle. And each day not only needs that light and protection for ourselves and our families, but for people on this planet. And I remember Mrs. Prophet said once, if you could see the effect of your decrees on this planet, you'd never want to stop decreeing. <laughs> because they're so powerful and so strong. And we may not see everything, but you know what? I, I learned this a long time ago. You can make a prayer, God, show me the result. I'd like to see something that, you know, that, that was prevented or stopped or whatever, yeah. some, some result of my decrees. You can make that call and give God a chance to the angels to show you, but you can see that whether it's in your own lives. And I can just say the other day, you know, we had a very icy, stormy weather here a week or two. I was driving, taking my daughter to school. I was coming home at a stoplight. And there was a car next to me in the left turn lane, and a car came from the intersection from the other direction, lost control on the ice, and I could see this happening before me, and slammed right into the car next to me. And, I, you know, there was nothing I could do. I couldn't move. That car jerked and, and stopped, like, within a half an inch of my car. Oh my okay. Was that protection? I believe it was, because sure. I, I, I could have done nothing about it other than be prepared spiritually. And so, or maybe I could have gotten a little dent and the karma could have been a much greater thing. So you never know. But we make a difference in our own lives by our daily devotions and we make a difference on the planet. Light is the alchemical key. And when we understand that, we invoke the light and the protected light, it can change the equation of events on planet Earth. And speaking of that equation, I think we heard during that dictation that this perhaps is a time when we're receiving an especially large increment of light. Perhaps more than we've received in, I think it was thousands of years. Yeah, 10,000 years. 10,000 years. So there's something going on here. We are given an opportunity to expand our awareness of the light, to expand our practice with the light, and to expand the, the net result of practicing every day. And, and as we as we go from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age, We're there. there's <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people maybe not, don't know that, yeah. but we are in the Aquarian age right now. There's a lot of unfinished business. There's a lot of uh, uh, karma that needs to be. You know, that's the reason we're seeing so much negativity on the planet is because it it has to be dealt with. Yeah, it, it, it's come it, it's come due. It's the come cycles due. have turned. The karma of the past twenty five thousand years. How do you like? Think about that concept. It's coming due on a personal and planetary scale. Why is there so much light? Because the masters and God is making it available to offset the darkness if we will call it forth and use it properly. That's, there, is an, there is a solution to this planet. It's not a human solution because obviously there is no human solution. But God has the solution and it begins with each one of us individually and garnering the light honoring the light, protecting the light, and sending that light forth with, as, as holy angels to bring forth, you know, the things that are needed on this planet. So the victory can still be won, but it's going to take each one of us individually to make that decision to be the instrument of God. Yeah, well, our path is one of practice. So maybe we have got about 90 seconds left before the break. Let's talk about that for a minute because we practice a certain way. We use dynamic decrees. We use the light of God in various ways that are focused, verbal, you know, there's a lot of energy behind it. It's high-frequency energy. That doesn't mean necessarily that that's the only way. Meditation is also a part of the, this extended light equation. So let's talk about how people can pray and to, to in a way that makes sense to them. Well, I think, you know, you take this incrementally. 
Okay, it's one sort of one step at a time. And meditation is wonderful, but it, you know, the masters have taught us not as powerful for drawing forth the light mm-hmm. as the scientific decrees they give us, or the rosary. We have a new age rosary we give. So there are many very gentle ways you can sort of ease into this. You're not expected to all of a sudden turn the valve full, full scale here, <laughs> because you know, it takes practice in case understanding of this light. Mm-hmm. So, but it is important that we understand these things. I make a quick comment. I know we're closing. Sure. Is uh, many of us grew up in the or, or studied um, the Self Realization Fellowship, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, a great soul of light, and he, of course, passed from the screen of life. And he came at one point to Mrs. Prophet and said, "Would you please? My people need the violet flame. As wonderful as they are, as wonderful as the meditation is, unless they get the violet flame, they won't be able to balance their karma." Wow. <laughs> wow, isn't that something? Well, I mean, I think that's very instructive. It's also something that we remind ourselves of is that what we do is powerful. Yeah. You know, it's not just something we practice and kind of go, we're done now, move on to the rest of the day. It is who we are. Yeah. Our practice is in part is being it. God acting through us. Our God acting through us. And we have to fight for it. We do. Well, on that note, oh, there's the bell. <laughs> now we know it's time. <laughs> Got to take a short break, but we'll be back to close out our show. Please stay with us. Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Once again, we are back. I'm Tom, he's Sid, and that's Terry. And uh, we're talking today about light, which is a very common theme for our, our shows, you could well imagine. And today, in particular, we're talking about the fact that we have this light of God which animates our every thought word indeed. It animates life. I mean, this is central to everything that we know and experience. And we were talking during the break about how the light must be guarded. It must be protected. We must be consciously aware of the fact that we have this light. In fact, I think there's one statement that says we must work while we have the light. Indeed. Um, This is a very present and current thing to be thinking about and doing in your life, that whether or not you believe it fully, you have it fully. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I think I think about George Washington fighting for what he and and the revolutionaries uh, in in America. I mean, our program is heard all around the planet, but every nation has its own divine plan and its own uh, 
sort of uh, constitution, so to speak, mm-hmm. that needs to be fought for. Yeah. And the light bearers out there know it. And, and they, they can sense it. They can feel it in their soul. Well, you know, I think that the, the point we want to make sure is clear is that we do, in fact, have this light. This light is an awesome gift. It's a precious gift. And it carries with it a certain degree of responsibility, as uh, Sid pointed out, listening to the dictation during the last segment, that even the ascended masters who give us their light, they give it knowing that they could create karma. If we misuse it, they get the karma. Yeah. And one of the things you said it was very, very telling. I, I had to think about it for a while, but it really hit me, was that when the ascended masters are, receive, unfortunately, the negative karma of our misuse of light, they can't give it to other people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's They're remarkable. Benched. That's the most painful thing for them. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, that, that's why I want to be careful. And I, you know, I, just, I have a quick story to tell, Tom, sure. that I'm not proud of, but I, hopefully <laughs> it will prevent other people from making mistakes. Years ago, in fact, in the 70s, I went to one of my first conferences. And, of course, when you're, when you're new, the, the light is just is almost intoxicating. Oh, you're off to the do ground, that. yeah. And, and so the Monday morning after the conference, I was driving to work and also full of light and joy and so excited about things. And it was in Los Angeles. Of course, you know what the traffic's like there. And I was waiting to get off of an off-ramp, off which was a long time to get off, off the freeway. And all of a sudden, this woman in a red sports car, okay, <laughs> comes along and just cuts me off. I mean, dangerously cuts me off, you know, in front of me, you know, as if, you know, didn't have a care in the world and she's the most important thing. I got angry, you know. (laughs) You can't do that to me, you know. What's interesting is as I said that statement, and I was mad, I could feel the light flowing out of my aura. Oh, my, yes. And and it suddenly hit me that I fell for the trick. This is how the, the, the fallen angels stole the light from me that the masters had given me. We can imagine how I felt. Yes. And so I just determined, I said, God, please forgive me, given the opportunity to balance that karma, and boy, am I going to be careful, you know, to keep my harmony and going in the future because I can see the repercussions of it. So it was a bad thing to happen, but it was a valuable lesson for me that to garner that light, to not lose it in anger or resentment or all the emotions we know are not healthy. Um, because that's one way, one trick they use. Yeah. And, it, and it's a very subtle trick when you think about it. I mean, it's like plan number well, four. It's a setup. You know? It was a it's setup. A setup. Yeah. You know, the angels will set things up for us, but so will the fallen ones. They'll try yeah. and trick us. And so that's why we need, you know, I think if I had been fully protected that day, because I didn't understand decrees perhaps as much, I don't know, that might not have happened, but yeah. I was vulnerable. Yeah. So, you know, God understands <laughs> that we need to grow and gain understanding. And so I, I think I, w- I believe I was forgiven. Hopefully, yeah. I balanced that karma. Let's go get Sid. <laughs> you know, so, but it doesn't want to happen again. This is this is about mastery. Yeah. How yeah. do we become we masters? We come. We, we gain mastery through tests or initiations, and that's part of the spiritual path. It's and, not just sitting back and basking in the light of God and right. momentum and, and momentum. momentum. And one of the tests we're gonna have to pass sooner or later is self condemnation and self judgment, because in that situation, and I've had the similar situations occur to me. With, that I've been involved in, I've gotten down on myself to the point of condemning myself for having made a mistake. Oh, you know, if only I had not done that, if only I had been more aware, more if I if I'd recognized that it was a red sports car, I would have had at least a clue, you know. Um, it's, it's something that we have a tendency to do. And the fallen ones, in particular, are masters at getting us to feel that condemnation to tell you're not worthy. worthy. I yeah. mean, oh, I shouldn't really be on this path. I'm not ready for it yet. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the projection. Yeah. You right, know, yeah. that, you know, I, I, I don't, I, you know, look what I did. God can never forgive me. Well, 
Forget it. God can't forgive you. You'd you already can forgive does. yourself. But, you know, and then you ask to, be, to balance the karma. It's a great freedom. God, give me a way to balance this karma so I can write the balance sheet. Mm-hmm. And God will give that to you. You know, give yourself a penance of doing the violet flame or rosaries or whatever. You can balance that karma, but you're so right, Tom. Don't allow that projection. When you condemn yourself, you condemn God because God is within you. Exactly. You acknowledge your mistakes and you do everything you can to balance the karma, but then you try and you have to forgive yourself too. That's harder for people. You know, they forgive others, but they won't forgive themselves. Well, you know, I don't know what images you may use when you, you know, in this situation. For me, I find it very. Um, compelling to use a flame or, or I, I imagine a bonfire and then if something happens that I'm perhaps in the moment not proud of but I you know, would, I want to get get through it is I just throw it into the flame I'll, I'll do some violet flame calls or you know if I have time if I'm someplace where I can do 15 minutes I'll try to do it that way but the basic idea is get rid of it let it go toss it into the flame it's done move on don't carry with you don't carry the condemnation but carry the awareness you need to balance the karma for so it doesn't happen again yeah yeah, it's an old coat. Take it up to the community <laughs> closet, <laughs> or at least get it to the karmic dry cleaners. You know. Can you get this stain out? <laughs> yeah, the right. flame can. You know, Terry. I think you mentioned, uh, or Tom, I'm sure which about momentum. That yeah, was, that was Terry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Maha Chohan mentioned it, and so yeah. I, I wanted to touch on that. A yeah, little go bit. ahead. Well, I'm just thinking. You know, these things that we're talking about. The more, the more you. You uh, give these violet flame more decrees. You practice. They, oh, the more you practice, mm-hmm. you develop a momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can think of it as as a rut, uh, <laughs> the positive side a of a rut, a track. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you want to develop these tracks that are, mm-hmm. that are easy to get on and stay on, and then all of a sudden, like like earlier, I talked about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's say you you devoted yourself to one of them to begin mm-hmm. with, and you and you stayed with it, and you tried to develop a momentum on that. And at some point, you can leave that gift number one and move on to gift number two because you've got something rolling. Well, and I think I think you made a good point, Terry, in terms of practice. In other words, when we have a momentum of daily devotions, the use of the science of spoken word. You know, we're building a force field of light. It's like anything else you learn. It takes time, but you'll build a greater light and a greater force field. And you can be of greater use to God because you have more light garnered in your chakras and your light. And also, you balance more karma, clearly, the more the momentum. Just, and ne- there are negative momentums, too. It could be a negative thought pattern. I'm unworthy. Well, if you tell yourself that 10,000 times, guess what? You're going to believe it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I am, you know, God is within me. You know, I have a part of me that's human, that's not perfect, that makes mistakes. But, you know, this is part of the process. I'm putting on my Christhood incrementally, as you put on the Holy Spirit, perhaps incrementally. And so you can see this is a lifetime uh, vocation, so to speak, in many lifetimes. And it begins with the daily devotions and practices of right action, of drawing forth the light, of dealing with your karma every day through the violet flame. And you build a momentum of light and a momentum that can take you to your ascension. Wow. Hmm. I mean, it's an amazing realization. And the... The practice helps to minimize the impact of returning karma. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's a, it becomes a shield, so to speak, you know. Well, I think that the, the karma that does return could be greater if we weren't prepared, if we hadn't done the practice, if we hadn't done something that kind of whittle it down to a more manageable level. You know, we talked before in one of the previous programs we did uh, where we talked about reincarnation and that uh, one of the, the lifetimes that our messenger, Mrs. Prophet, lived through had to do with an incident where she inadvertently 
cause a village to burn down. I'm not sure it was inadvertently. Well, she, might, she might have won inadvertently. <laughs> she threw the match. <laughs> but you know, when the time came for that karma to return, it was experienced as a burn rather than being burned out. Catastrophic. Yeah, exactly. It, it could have been something much because worse. Because obviously if she would have regretted that and balanced the karma. And so that's why we talk about light as being key, again, to our personal path and to the victory of this planet. And you make a difference. Yep. Each one of us can make a tremendous difference on this planet. And that allows us to get up in the morning with a certain dignity, to honor God and honor his light, and to live a way that is protected. And the masters can tell us how to do that. And Tom, we're coming up on the end of the show. And we I want to And I want to say a shout out to a brother and sister in Down Under. Oh, yes. Who have listened to our show religiously and have taken up the torch and become keepers of the flame. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, I am that I am, you know. <laughs> um, and so keep us, in, keep us informed of what's going on out there. We are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. The ball's in your court, Tom. Well, I want to say something to add to what you just said to our, our friends listening down under and everywhere else in the world. This is a very humbling service that we have been granted the gift to perform. And I think that, I know I speak for all of us here, that it is service that we are are happy to perform, and it is humbling. We're grateful. We're just thank you for being there and recognize that there's no accident. You're not here by happenstance. You're here for a reason. We feel really and blessed. light is the center of that reason. So yeah. thank you for listening. We hope you do well. And remember that though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, <laughs> the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.